Welcome to the power of faith and the ministry of David Hathaway. Please join David as he ministers today's word. Although we're all so familiar with Acts chapter 2, <laughs> so familiar with it that I hardly dare preach on it, <laughs> because we know what happened. And we know that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was characterized very clearly. And um, Peter standing up with the eleven, he says, this is that which was predicted or prophesied by the prophet Joel. And he's then quoting from Joel 2 in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Now, we're so familiar with this and its fulfillment, but what I want to deal with is what I feel is um, a, 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 a becoming something of a controversy. The reason I'm saying that is because, now I believe this, uh, I've always believed it, and this is how I live. Uh, that I expect these things to happen in my life, in my ministry, because that's, that's what the Scripture says. But there are many who, um, in a, a more conservative religious background, who will reject this and not see its importance. In fact, it's come as quite a revelation to many in the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church who suddenly are seeing the charismatic outpouring. But yet we still have these divisions. I, I mean, I love Baptists. My best friends are Baptists, yes. And i just recently been uh, preaching in a Baptist church here in the UK, actually. But there was that difficulty that I found in the early days of working in the former communist countries of this barrier even between the Pentecostals and the Baptists. And even today in our National Day of Prayer, we have to accommodate the fact that some people, for example, don't believe in speaking in tongues. And therefore, okay, I accept that some don't, but I do believe in this. But what we're facing today in the church is the fact that so much of the Acts of the Apostles, and if you want to put it bluntly, so much of the New Testament is relegated into the past. And what they say is, well, that happened at the beginning of the church. They don't deny it. That happened at the beginning of the church. And of course, it was necessary because I'm sure you would agree with me that the Christian church didn't commence before Christ's death. It didn't commence before his death in any way or it, even after the resurrection. The church really began on the day of Pentecost when you've got 120 of the believers meeting in fear of persecution. And because of fear of persecution, the scripture is clear. They'd locked and bolted the doors and barred the windows and um, for fear that people outside would hear them praying. 
And that was even before the, the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit fell. Even that first, which was a, a, a continuing experience, people were, these early Christians were meeting together regularly um, for prayer and for worship. So what happened was an explosive start to the church. But too many people are saying, well, that was in the past and that's over. We can't expect that to happen today. Well, I'm sorry. I believe it can happen. And I see most of the things outlined in the Acts of the Apostles and in the uh, epistles even. I expect that and experience it in my life and ministry now. So it comes to two major questions. One is if that that is just uh, confined to the past, let's have a look not at Acts chapter 2, but let's have a look at Joel chapter 2. Because here you have the original prophecy, and it, it, it is so critical that what's happening in the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Even Jesus himself is always quoting the Old Testament as justification for what's happening. So let's have a look at what it says in Joel 2. Now in Joel chapter 2 it says quite clearly, it says um, in verse 28, and it will come to pass. Now this is what Peter was quoting, okay? So if you accept that Peter was quoting Joel, let me tell you what Joel really says. He says it will come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Now, at that bit, I like to challenge people because the prophecy is that the young men will have the visions and the old men will dream. The tragedy today, so often in the church, that it's exactly the opposite. It's the young men are dreaming and old men like me are seeing the visions. Because I can tell you this, whatever visions I may have had when I was a young man, I've got a much stronger and more powerful vision now. And I'm driven by that vision. And... Um, so he goes on to say, and I will show wonders in the heavens and the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Your sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Then, of course, he concludes by saying, it will come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord will be delivered. Now, the fact that uh, Peter on the day of Pentecost is quoting this scripture it is quite clear that um, this is what is referred to here in the scripture. And uh, I can even go further and say, let's look at a little bit earlier in that chapter. Look at verse 21. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Then it says, don't be afraid. And then in verse 23, be glad then, children of Zion, rejoice, for he has given you the former rain moderately, 
and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And following that latter rain, the floors will be full of wheat and I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the caterpillar, the counterwork. So what I'm seeing here is a clear double experience. You see, if you, if you understand Israel in, in, in these biblical days, what they always had was that when they sowed the crops in the field, they had what was called the first rain. And that's here, if you look um, in, in this verse 23, the former rain. Now, the significant thing is, that then you tended to have a, a hot, dry summer, but before the harvest, you had in Israel the last rain, the latter rain, which came before the harvest. And I believe that this is quite clear what Peter is referring to. And what happened on the day of Pentecost was that first outpouring of the Holy Spirit. But we are taught to believe, and right from my earliest days of seeking the Holy Spirit, I always believed that there would come in the last days a further and, to my mind, an even greater outpouring of the Holy Spirit before the Lord returns. Thank you for listening to The Power of Faith, broadcast with David Hathaway. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Also available online are a large assortment of videos, magazines and books for your growth in God. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Remember, those who know their God will be strong and do exploits.